You know, life is but a stage. Dig it. Ew. All right. That pause. was a combination of Shakespeare and Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. Yep. Oh. Oh wow. <laughs> is that the new tagline of the pod? <laughs> life is a stage. Dig it. <laughs> no, but I love that. I mean, I've started to come around on I'll watch what she's watching. So I, we might. I don't want to get rid of that one yet. People have started to come around on it. It yep. makes me sound like I had a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, if that isn't the cold open, I don't know what is. Do you know that feeling when everyone is talking about a movie that you haven't seen? Have you ever felt compelled to make some vague comments just so you can join in the conversation? Well, what if you were in too deep? Do you think you could convince everyone that you'd seen it? Or do you think your version would be so much better that no one would care? Here at Faking Movies, we're always the ones who haven't seen the movie. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Faking Movies. This is episode 155. I have uh, made a decision that I am now, uh, after this episode, going to stop acknowledging the faces that Seth makes when I do my count-in because... <laughs> It's it's honestly it's it's becoming a little tired, oh, Seth. Like wow, yeah. You should you should reassess. Oof. So how are you doing today, Seth? Pregnantest most pause. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. I oh, love the faces that you make before the show. Spirit entirely. Yeah. This is bad start. We're doing real bad. Um, yep. Zach, how are you doing? Oh, you know, pandemic. I was gonna do the same thing we keep doing where. Are we going to be out of it when this airs? But we're not, so let's skip it. I don't even. Yeah, care we need to just stop with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is bad, guys. I ruined the show because it's it's Seth's episode this week, <laughs> and he's clearly not going to talk for the rest of the. I guess now I'm back. Gotta do. Oh, okay. Ah, shit. <laughs> oh, that's good because I was about to do my Seth impression. So, hey, everybody, I'm <laughs> Seth. Let me. Uh... Wow. wow, Ray Romano and I are my, separated yeah, at Seth separated at birth, <laughs> or maybe a uh, children of time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna throw this out here. This is the worst episode episode opening I've ever done. Uh, I've ruined the show this week, so you no, should no, check no. out. We our can Twitter. come back from this, but you're not wrong. This is a terrible opening. Yeah, we could just restart yeah. it. Yeah. No. No, we're deep. Okay. We're deep. All right. Check All right. out our Twitter. Mariel works hard. <laughs> Seth, do your thing. Oh, jeez. Wow. Seth, movie, week. Oh, Dude. my God. <laughs> Everybody is so bummed out now because I, I, was, I was tearing up all actor style. Um, okay. So, this week, I am faking a movie called Night Shift. Mm-hmm. Wow, you... Oh, all right. That's suspicious the way you guys responded there. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> or is it? No, it is. It, it, it's it, definitely it. called that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and the actors you gave me were Henry Winkler, uh, mm-hmm. the Fonz himself. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Michael Keaton, yep. Shelley mm-hmm. Long, and Kevin Costner, the the Mariner. Oh. Yes, <laughs> or perhaps the postman. I'm not sure. Whichever yeah, you prefer. Let's, sure. 
What other terrible Kevin Costner movies can we name right now? Birdman? <laughs> it's not Kevin Costner. That's a Michael Keaton movie. Oh, Costner, right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Waterworld was pretty bad. Well, I, I mentioned that's, The Mariner. Seth already referenced that. Oh, that's, that's his that's character's name, The Mariner. Sure. I he honestly has, don't he has webbed seen it. feet and stuff, yeah. and he drinks his own pee, and Dennis Hopper's and in it. He also has gills. Oh, okay. um, hmm. <laughs> I mean, The Postman is a pretty big one. Dances with yeah, Wolves. Yeah, I'm not a fan of No Way Out. Uh, That's I, I was like going to say one. Tin Cup, but I fucking love Tin Cup. It's really good. It's not good, but I'll watch it anytime. Mm. Oh my god! The, another ball scene over and over. Oh, it's so good. I've done that in real life. Oh, we've so, all like, done that. Yeah. <laughs> no, like during a competition. So. Oh, less less good time for that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't understand, but all right, moving on. It's uh, male bravado is what it, it is. Mm. Yeah. It's not great. Gross. Yeah. Uh, all right. So those are the actors you gave me. Henry Winks, Michael Keaton, Shelley Long, and Kevin Costner. So um, let me mention, let me mention, this is not an important person in the movie, but I feel like we need to bring up that they're in it at some point and we might forget because they're so inconsequential. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clint Howard. Is also <gasps> Clint Howard. Yeah, because weeks ago you gave me Clint Howard and I just remember that now. He has yeah, no. Right. He has no place in my current movie. Okay, that's fair. Well, let me hit you with another one then. Richard Belzer. I don't know who yeah. that is off the of top of my head. Law and Order. He's the old guy from Law and Order. He's Munch from yeah. uh, Homicide: Life on the Street, yeah. and then Law and Order. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Let me hit you with another one. Shannon Doherty. Cool. Charmed. Charmed <laughs> herself. Yeah. Charmed, I'm sure. The, yeah, the no, least charmed um, of the charmed. Yes. These were the three people that uh, we thought about giving you, and then we're like, they're too inconsequential. Yeah, yeah. Shan Doherty is an actual child. When, oh, she's like when, nine. Yeah, I kind yeah. of anticipated yeah, so this was like a like a early '90s movie, maybe, um, maybe late '80s, uh, but we'll see. Take take another ten off that. Yeah. Holy shit! All right. <laughs> yeah, I guess since Charmed was the '90s, so fuck. Charmed was mid to late '90s. Yeah. Yeah, Shan Doherty got famous on Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two. Nine Hundred Two got famous for being a real piece of shit, and then again on Charmed. Yeah, mm, that's true. She is impossible. What about Jason Priestley? He is a good guy. He is great. Mm-hmm. He directs a lot now. I hmm. think. Yeah. Weird. I know Ian Zerling's sister is a director. She makes documentaries. Hmm. Oh, weird. He was also on 90210. Weird. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, <laughs> I had uh, some ideas that I abandoned. Um, uh-huh. First, I wanted to do, again, the movie is called Night Shift. I was going to be like a pun on night, like K-N-I-G-H-T. But, and, and, you know, that sort of thing. But that's a little overdone. And I would just have Wayne Knight appear and cause some trouble. So, uh, but that, uh, of course, didn't happen. Sure. Um, jeez, Lee, you just wiped blood all over your face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, worst episode Jesus ever. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> this really is the coronavirus. Oh, my God. Yep. Yep, uh, yep, go ahead. Keep talking. I'm just gonna clean myself up. While you're okay, okay <laughs> sure. Yeah, use use, yeah, use the camera as a mirror. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Um, I thought about doing a, a vampire movie because you know, night like uh, yeah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it didn't go anywhere. Like Forever Night, that uh, TV show that was about like a vampire cop, I think, or was he a detective? I don't know. Oh, whoa. 
Yeah, it was from the early 90s. There's also Moonlight, yes. which is a vampire detective show from the early oh, 2000s yeah. that Ooh. I used to watch with friend of the show, Kurt. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Cool. Um, the last one was uh, talking about shifts as if, you know, like a clothing, uh, a piece of uh, women's undergarment, a shift. Um, no, okay. I'm not familiar. It's with it's that, a, uh, it's essentially the same thing as a slip. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but Something you wear under... Yes. Your like dress yes. or, or sure, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. but and then I abandoned that too. So, um, you guys suggested that maybe I should start with a signature song and then think about a genre of music that works with that title and see where that takes me. Beautiful. Yeah, uh, Beautiful. I did suggest that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I uh, well, you'll see. Uh, so. Let's let's get into my version of Night Shift, which uh, if if you've gone this direction, then I must insist that you sing the song before you start your movie. Well, right now, no, no, time. it doesn't. No, because it could be a closing credits song. It might not be yeah, a, uh, an opening song. That's fair. Right. Okay. Okay. So, um, I did end up writing this out, and it is over a thousand words. So, um, woo. Get, well, strap on in, Zach, because we got ourselves a talker. Yeah, right. you, sh- you sure do. This is a real talkie. <laughs> so, uh, Henry and Michael are good friends who've always been on the wrong side of the law. Um, they've been, you know, low-level grifters and con men ever since they ran away from home together when they were teenagers. This is, of course, all told through ridiculous expository dialogue and an opening flashback of like sepia uh still images of them growing up together we found this out a little while ago seth doesn't know how to say sepia i was gonna say sepia is yeah sepia (laughs) um yeah noted linguist my 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 sweet boy (laughs) yeah i mean I, i do what i want anyway uh, through uh, sepia still images of them growing up together, white, while the shitty 10 years too late bespoke classic rock song Night Shift plays over the credits. Is this working on my night shift? No. I mean, I, but yeah, like sort of. But it's a little, it's a so little, like when you it's say a little more acid rock. rocky than that. Oh. Fun. Okay. Like uh, I'm right. thinking, like a Twisted Sister sort of, like a little screamy, it's like a hair yeah. metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, I could see D. Snyder talking about a night shift. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> anyway, they're working various odd jobs together, and they keep getting fired. And we, of course, show all of this. Uh, when eventually they land on being night shift workers at a 24-hour parking lot in some big city, and for some reason, I imagine Philadelphia. Um, so, uh, Michael Keaton is always climbing around shit and doing parkour before parkour was a thing for some reason. (laughs) Uh, Henry Winkler is always charming all of the patrons in this parking lot, like flirting and gaining their general confidence. Uh, he's just so damn charming, you know? It's Henry Winkler. Yeah. So, um... Uh, this this parking lot has a real mixed bag of patrons, some super fancy rich cars and some shitty cars, like uh, most cars I've ever owned. Um, <laughs> probably some mid-sized stuff. Who knows? Uh, pretty pretty eclectic. Um, here, Henry and Michael that I, that encounter Shelley Long. Shelley uses the parking lot reasonably often. Uh, Power through. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Always, always getting out of fancy cars ri- driven by rich women and occasionally rich men. Um, Henry and Michael notice this, of course, and um, 
they're so bored being night shift like on the night shift they eventually start chatting her up and they try to flirt uh because you know uh that sort of thing Why not? yeah um yeah. but so uh shelly recognizes immediately that they could be useful to her as accomplish uh, accomplices um henry is a charming confidence man uh always with a smile and a wink and um michael who is surprisingly agile and can like flit around like some kind of parakeet oh i was gonna say you were setting up a weird parkour thing earlier i was like where is this going okay (laughs) he's a grease man right yeah yeah. Yeah. um anyway now shelly spills the beans shelly is a long con woman um, Boy, howdy. Yeah. Oh, uh, she pretends to be these rich people's like dead children or cousins or whatever and ingratiates herself to them and then collects allowances um, and whatnot from, from all of them. But she wants to make mm. bigger scores. So she tells our boys about a plan that she has about to start stealing cars. Henry and Michael are so bored and miss the thrill of crime they agree immediately. Are we doing a spiritual Gone in 60 Seconds prequel? Because, oh, God. <laughs> wow, I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> yeah, um, just wait. Just, just, oh, just wait. I'm so excited. So, Shelly knows this guy who loves rare and vintage cars, especially stolen ones. Um, and uh, if this guy thinks the car is interesting enough, he'll pay whatever they want, no matter the cost Ner. So pleased with himself. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, So, uh, Shelly, Michael, and Henry meet Kevin Costner, uh, who gives them a list of cars that he wants. He also tells them to grab anything else that they think might be good, too. Um, But he only wants manual transmission cars. He says, quote, don't mean shit if you ain't got a shift. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh they think this is stupid, but whatever. <laughs> it depends on the era. I mean in the nineties, yeah, that's true. Nowadays, not as much. <laughs> so we so we do some like researching of owners and tracking down cars montage because they're now, they're is all... there a huge blackboard where Robert Duvall's standing there and naming all of them lady names? No. Fuck. Zach. No, it's not that. Stop talking about that movie. Yeah, dude, we're not there. It's so good. It's so How good. are we ever going to do it on the show? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, fuck. Oh, my God. I hope we can. Uh, we can now. Yeah, Shit. dude. Um, All right. Anyway, uh, because they're on the night shift, they sleep all day and they set up all of this thievery um, when they're awake at night. Um, so we can see them con some old people and take the cars for, you know, like, detailing. Uh, but, you know, nothing really sinister. Uh, they wake up at dusk, do normal night shift parking lot stuff, steal a fancy car, deliver it to Kevin Costner. He pays, they go back home before dawn, rinse and repeat. And this happens a number of times. Uh, lots of bleary-eyed montages with, like, out-of-focus backgrounds and, like, focuses on their faces, like, illuminated only by, you know, streetlights and occasionally headlights. Um, it's a little more varied than that, but the, that's the general pattern. Sometimes, like, police lights flash by, sometimes the, the light flickering is orange, sometimes it's white, etc. We're getting the life of the city, mm-hmm. you know, like... 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we do we do this. This is maybe a city that never sleeps. Like like Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Like Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> the city of brotherly sleep. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> weird. Um, and so we do this face close up like six or seven times. Each one is, you know, like 30 to 45 seconds, that sort of thing. Um, and each time we see it, there are fewer lights illuminating their faces and it's getting darker and darker. And then we hard cut to the crew waking up in the or like showing up at the parking lot and everything is on fire. Um, not just the parking lot, the entire fucking city. Uh, their unfocused eyes snap open and they collectively say, what the fuck? There are no people around, just destruction and fires and all kinds of crazy crap and scorch marks are everywhere. Did did one of the local sports teams win a championship? Is that what's going on? That would on? have been very good, but no. They forgot to grease up the light poles. God damn it. Mm-hmm. They did. They obviously did. People were just taking <laughs> swings at those light poles. <laughs> um, uh, so there are scorch marks everywhere. The group uh, completely freaks out uh, and is trying to figure out a plan. They think, for some reason, the best plan is to go find Kevin Costner. He lives in a crazy big mansion compound and this probably can protect them or something. So they start traveling towards Kevin's house in the middle of the night. Uh, There's no electricity, only fires, essentially. Just (laughs) fires everywhere. Uh, They make it to uh, Kevin's house uh, and it's all fortified up, but with corrugated metal like barring the windows and stuff instead of wood as you would normally expect um they pound on the walls kevin in a bathrobe shows up and lets them in um into the compound and he says hey get some sleep you'll see what's up in the morning none of them can get any sleep obviously because you know they're used to being awake at night because they're night shift people uh and they just sort of look around not really doing anything and we you know we we waste a bunch of time it's a real lull in the movie it's very stupid um i put yeah of course uh so the morning comes the sun rises and so too do these vaguely humanoid flame creatures just shooting fire and destroying everything kevin says wow <laughs> costner knew about these things what the fuck? <laughs> yep he says yeah be glad you're on the night shift because this is what the days are like now um <laughs> how did you not fucking notice this <laughs> oh, this has been going on for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, 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 wait. So they still have had jobs this whole time? <laughs> they like, think what's... they did. Because they were as just soon driving. As the sunsets, all the rich people still drive their nice cars out to the park. Yeah, and they were and just like, it's like, cool now. That's fine. Going and unlocking the, unlocking the gates and then, you know, hanging out and <laughs> fucking around and then going home. Um, sure, sure. They respond, oh, we were sleeping. Um, Kevin goes on to explain that the, quote, daywalkers, as they're called, have been Uh, following a pattern and are only out on sunny days and just destroy fucking everything. Bullets don't work. Missiles don't work because there's more fire and shit. (laughs) Everything is on fire all the time. Um, and he says it's still completely ridiculous that you didn't notice any of this happening. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, so they must have a weakness, Henry Winkler says. Uh, so we do some light setup of them, like, tracking the creatures at night, like, some sort of, like, brood, like, trying to find a brood that's vaguely nearby, like, by looking at the original directions and the scorch marks of the ground radiating from wherever. It's not too far away. 
Uh, there are some vague allusions to a plan to go in and, and fuck up the Daywalker shit somehow, but it's really not very clear. Uh, there's a mo- montage of them souping up a bunch of Kevin's fancy slash crazy ass cars uh, with armor and weapons and other bullshit. <laughs> Love it. So they're all so much. They're all strapped in and armored up, and Henry Winkler Winkler looks down the barrel and says, uh, "These daytime fuckers are about to meet the night shift." Wow. <laughs> and a shitty guitar riff from the beginning of the Ten Years Too Late classic rock song wails into our ears, and we slam to credits. Holy shit! Wait a minute. No. Uh huh. No. Stop. Uh-huh. We don't even get to see no, the like. That's fucking... for the sequel. Yeah, I was gonna say we we just did the build up. Like I I can I'm picturing the next four or five movies on that. Yeah. Listen, I'm oh. sorry guys. I'm just gonna let you in on this secret uh-huh. right here. You put this movie out. There's not gonna be. A I know. <laughs> this is this. I know. I Nobody wants this. No, it goes from a heist movie into like a crazy weird yeah. fantasy thing. You you set up a heist movie that I was like, oh, I wonder what's gonna happen in this heist uh-huh. movie, and that there were lava yep. monsters everywhere. Like <laughs> it's the old bait and switch. I honestly, <clears throat> yeah, I'm not mad at that. Yeah, I gotcha, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I I am the dum dum that would be like, yeah, I'll see six more of those for sure. Take my money, do it. <laughs> Uh, we've set up such a, a a precedent of like not scoring each other bad lately that I I like oh. I feel like oh wow <laughs> we really hated this yeah man so. anyway you, you hate it just because it was movie? unfamiliar Lee what <laughs> did that? you hate it just because it was unfamiliar well because it was so original it wasn't original it was just two different things that made no <laughs> sense together Smashed that you together. slammed together for no reason <laughs> it's called lee it's called a remix oh maybe maybe you've really. heard of them i mean i'm 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 not saying that you hate all art but maybe you do <laughs> wow wow <laughs> you're not calling me you're not calling me a reactionary but... <laughs> yeah tell me about the original I uh, yeah. I was pretty much coasting. By the way, it was total trash. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> totally fine. Uh, it's been a long okay. week. IMDb. Uh, two sentence summary. Okay. A, I, say, I have it. If you didn't look it up. So. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I got it. Uh, a morgue attendant is talked into running a brothel at his workplace after a deceased pimp is sent there. However, the pimp's killers don't look too kindly on this new quote business. Nor does the morgue's owner. Wait. Hmm. You know what's weird about that is, uh, in this sense, the morgue's owner is the city of New York, and yeah. like that really doesn't come up at the, all uh, until the yeah. borough of Manhattan, I believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It is in Manhattan huh. for sure. Yeah, this yeah. doesn't sound uh, very good. Tell us, tell us more. Uh, that that's like uh, it's a good high level summary, but it doesn't cover much so of i'll just i'll get this out of the way right here uh kevin costner doesn't have any lines he's a frat boy at a party in the movie his um, his literal billing is frat boy number one <laughs> so he was he was the number one frat boy he, was. So. <laughs> he does touch michael keaton's shoulders so he does like, there, there is also another frat boy that does have a speaking line uh which you know hmm. maybe he would have been frat boy one that's confusing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, okay, so the movie opens with Richard Belzer and another guy murdering a pimp by throwing him out a window. Um, this is a comedy, by the way. 
<laughs> yeah, oh, but we forgot to mention, it's directed by Ron Howard. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> this is Ron Howard's directorial debut. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Did we tell him it was 1982? No. No, we alluded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they filmed this movie um, when Henry Winkler was not busy doing Happy Days. Because, right. by the way, Happy Days was still on TV. Oh, yeah, I know. Point. Yes. This was... Uh... We were... As I recall, Rod Howard like had conceived, or he wanted to start directing, and uh, Winkler was like, "Yeah, I want to play against type of the Fonz." He said, "I want to play Richie Cunningham." Yeah, hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I want to play the like weird nerd, and he was like, "All right, mean, but okay, sure." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, this was during the period when Richie had left the show, and it was um, mm. fucking the guy from. From Revenge of the Nerds was the main character. Oh now. yeah, oh, Jesus, um, I can't. Uh, he's been on so many shows and and they've all failed after he's joined. Like he he sure. was on Married with Children at one yeah. point. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize Happy Days went into the eighties. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, there's there's many seasons after was the ones that you're familiar with. Pre Shark or Post Shark? This post is shark. all absolutely post, post shark. shark. It has to be. Yeah. Shark mm-hmm. okay. Shark was like 77, I want to say. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, cuz the guy from the guy from fucking uh, uh Revenge of the Nerds is the new main character and Fonzie is still there mm. and it's about Joni and Chachi and for some reason Potsy's still there too. Oh, like geez. a world in which the guy who played Ralph left the show <laughs> and the guy who's played Potsy was like, "You know what? I don't I know my limitations." <laughs> like the paychecks they just keep coming. I what a, yeah. who am I to <laughs> I've seen every episode of Happy Days <laughs> apparently. <laughs> <laughs> okay um so this pimp gets killed um henry winkler works at the morgue and uh he gets told by his boss he's like the pimp is there and shelly long has to identify the body because she's one of the uh prostitutes mm-hmm. that is in his stable of women mm-hmm. um henry winkler then gets told that he's getting moved to the night shift it's a nepotism thing um and he's all bummed out about mm-hmm. it he has a fiance who um, they make. I, I don't know that they joke about this in the movie, but like they they try to make him sympathetic uh, through her body dysmorphia. Um, she has a very serious eating disorder. Yes, um, mm. very much so. Yeah. Also, and they don't really parents. address it. Like uh, they make her terrible in a 1982 kind of way. Yeah. Not she's not like so a much little, in a 2020 kind of way. She's yeah. like neurotic and like a little judgy, and like yeah. it's played up in a sense of like, don't you feel bad for Henry Winkler? Right. Like, hmm. yeah. And he doesn't do it. Like he's very supportive of her, but like yeah, but still, like it, it's it's yeah. it's it's all through the filter of him being the man. Ergo, it reflects exactly. poorly yep. on him if she has an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We all we feel real bad for him. Yep. That's um, stupid. I hate also, that. Also, so like <laughs> when he starts working night shift at the morgue again he's not a doctor or anything he's just like an administrator at the morgue yeah, like yeah. he used to be a, a stockbroker like oh yeah huh he his character just wanted a job he was tired of having a job where other people took credit for his work so he wanted something calm and soothing that's what he says yeah oh boy it's a this weird choice yeah. this <laughs> does not seem great <laughs> Yeah, uh, so he gets a new co-worker on the night shift, and it's Michael Keaton, who plays a real dirtbag Pittsburgh dude. Um, Ooh. Does he say yins? No, but he calls someone a jag-off, which oh, is definitely yeah. a Pittsburgh yeah. thing. Like, yeah. Yep, confirmed. Yeah. So he's also, like, 
He's he's like he's he's got all these ideas. Hey, what if I uh, sold tuna that already had mayonnaise in it? Oh, billion dollar idea! You know, that's his 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 character trait is being annoying, um, cool. and pitching businesses. Uh, does he do any parkour around the morgue? Mm, he's very energetic. Mm, he's, he does swing kind of on a. a he swings on a vine later when he's working at a sex club. So that's true. Not very uh, graciously though. No, graciously. no, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Gracefully, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so uh, also, Shelley Long turns out to be Henry Winkler's neighbor, and they become really good friends because they get home at the same time. Oh, and, yeah. In, yeah. In the AMs, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Henry Winkler starts to tell uh, uh, Keaton about what's going on because, uh, like, he what's going Shelley Long's on? getting like beat up. And, what's hmm? going on? Yeah, mm-hmm. like that. Uh, he, she's <laughs> getting like Christ. beat up, and and like people aren't paying her because she doesn't have a pimp right. anymore. Uh, and Keaton is like, "Well, that's bullshit. They're working. They're like, it's this. Okay, so here's I need to talk about this. Until like almost the very end of the movie, this movie is incredibly positive in terms of the way it views sex work. Yeah, that Lee and I talked about this quite shocking. A bit. Wow, huh. we, shocking. We both." The whole time, very skeptically, we're like, is this cool to sex work in 1982? That's it's impossible. There's no way. Because the only time that anyone, the only like any of the characters that we're supposed to like relate to, the only type of judgment they do is like, well, they're getting exploited. This is bullshit. Yep. Like, that's it's the good thing. That sounds that great. For yeah. 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 Well, um, Until there's end. like oh, yeah. shitty characters, like the fiance's parents, who are like, Whoa. Yeah, like mm-hmm. they're yeah. these like country bumpkins that are like, oh hookers. Because <laughs> there's a scene where Shelley Long has to go. She's at night court, and uh, he has to Henry Winkler has to bring her her ID because it's in her apartment, uh, and it's Thanksgiving. Is that the night court yeah. theme? Wow. Yeah. Well, I think so. His whole Duh. family and, and the fiance's family all end up at night court, and they're all real judgy and shit. I'm, I'm, hey, hey, Lee! Don't say those two words anymore. I, I'm pretty sure that that hit NBC sitcom uh, that 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 launched John Larroquette. I was going to say, are career. you talking about John Larroquette? Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that show was inspired entirely by this one scene. Oh shit! Like, it could have been. Yeah. The only thing they were missing was the judge was not doing close-up magic. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Henry Winkler and Keaton offer to become their pimps basically in, like, name only. Mm-hmm. So Henry Winkler's like, hey, usually the pimps take, like, what, 90, 80, 70% of the money? We're going to take 10 and it's just going to be because we're like helping you set up the dates and giving you, like, an office to work out of, essentially. Uh, they they basically convince them... Jesus Christ. <laughs> they convince them to unionize against them, essentially. They're mm-hmm. like, you guys should like take control That's of awesome. your entire Wait, destiny. so this is both sex work positive and unionization positive. Both things I'm very, yeah. uh, very pro. There, there's a lot of meetings where there's a lot of sort of extras that look like sex workers and then Shelley Long and uh, maybe a few other people. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, hey, everybody wins in this scenario. And like it pans around to everybody and they go yeah and like it's yeah it's quite positive mm-hmm. yeah. cool and like keaton and and there's there's a lot of montage the the middle of the movie is very montage oh yeah, so honestly. is mine like yeah sure sure oh true yeah, yeah. <laughs> less fire mo- fire monsters in the real so movie you say but, uh, yeah. yeah yeah 
for now. But like <laughs> throughout all these montages, like the things we learn are like Keaton and uh, and Winkler start a company to manage this and their company is just an investment firm so he's like hey if you want to like invest some money like i have an investment firm now. <laughs> oh like, shit all right that's pretty cool yeah eventually he like uses he takes like everybody goes together to like a uh, a burger joint like a, a franchised burger joint and he's like by the way you guys own this place now and they're like whoa <laughs> look at that like yeah it's wild yeah and and like Keaton's spending his money on stupid mm-hmm. shit. Like he, bu- I mentioned uh, that car that he buys. Zach, what, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, was I can't remember what the name of the company was now, but it looked sort of Rolls Royce, uh, sort of Jaguar from the eighties. Uh, and I looked it up, and it is a bespoke company, like kind of like DeLorean was, mm-hmm. but like even less famous, where they made like 5,000 cars total in the history of the company. And then they and used then this product under. placement? Yeah. I guess it was like the sign of ultimate opulence. I forget. Uh, somebody else owned one in the 80s. Uh, I can't I remember. I mean, maybe yeah, up to 5,000 people owned this. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was wild. Yeah. Very confusing, yeah. Huh. But yeah, they're uh, they're so... they're quite well off. Is the implication? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and then like we find out that Henry Winkler, the only thing he spent money on was buying a new headstone for his dead father. Ugh. So it's like, oh, wow. he's such, you know, because he's such a good guy, like you know. Yep. Um, then him and Shelley Long after the Christmas party hook up finally because they've been like clearly liked each other the right. whole time. Yeah. Um. And then this is when it all falls apart because he's like, wait a minute, you're, you're not going to quit. And she's like, I, I need to make a living. And he's like, but you should you should quit because now you love me because I love you. And she's like, yeah, bro, I got to like make money. Yeah. Oops. All and movies he, with sex workers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he calls her a whore in a real aggressive way. Yeah. And it's like really fucking. Yeah. So like it really goes yeah. off the rails in a stupid, uh-huh. stupid way. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So anyway, um, at this point, like, uh, fucking Winkler's alone in the morgue and Belzer and the other guy show up and try to murder him, yep. uh, for not paying them, uh, protection money, oh, I guess. Okay, sure. Well, they, they try to like waterboard Michael Keaton for a while. <laughs> like, no, no, no. It's, it's Winkler. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. He's like tied down and to one of the exam tables and shit. Like it's very, and they, they stick thing. a, they stick a, a fire hose in his mouth yeah. and they're going to like start slitting his throat and shit. It's pretty Jesus. fucked up. Yeah. Um, yeah. um, at the same time, Keaton, uh like has been finding clients for them um and they he gets two guys who have any undercover cops and he brings them back to the morgue to like hey let me show you our portfolio so you can pick a lady <laughs> yeah. um, Jesus. and the cops have a big shootout and like it saves winkler but they all go to jail and winkler's fiance breaks up with him mm-hmm. in jail mm-hmm. but he's already sleeping with uh, shelly long well, it was only a one-time thing. It was, yeah. I don't, okay. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then the Why? whole business collapses. But like all the the women who who worked with them are like, hey guys, you know we have like stable apartments now, and mm-hmm. like we're safe and we have money, so this is good. And it's like, God, this part of the movie is good. Like they <laughs> they treat people with dignity and respect in this fucking movie for most of it. Um, yep. And then. Winkler finds out that Shelley Long's gonna go work at this like gentleman's club. That's it's it's a sex club. It's an like, orgy it's very club, much mostly. Yeah, yeah it's an orgy club. Yeah. Um, 
And he also, like, the whole movie, Keaton's been trying to get him to, like, be more assertive. And this is when our old friend Vincent Schiavelli Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. For one scene where he's a real piece of shit and he's delivering food to Henry Winkler. And then Henry Winkler decides finally he's going to assert himself. And he yells at Vincent Schiavelli. And then he goes down to the sex club and Michael Keaton works there, too. Hmm. Um, he's the towel boy. Oh, he and... wipes down the loads? Yeah. I was going to say, he's the yeah. lone boy, if we're being honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is after they had, like, a falling out where, like, the not the mayor, but, like, the district attorney's like, you guys can just have your jobs back if you promise not to do a prostitution ring at the morgue anymore. Yeah. That's a very um, New York in the 80s sort of attitude, though. Let's be really honest. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. He literally <laughs> says, like, hey, the party in power would uh, really appreciate it if this could go away. Yep. Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. We got enough problems to deal with. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, uh, well, I mean, so, Koch was, I think, the mayor at the time, so. He might have been could the have people's been, court. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So then he finds Shelly Long and he's like, listen, I love you. And she's like, I love you. And he's like, let's get the fuck out of mm-hmm. here. And the three of them leave after, um, Zach, have you ever seen the, the early eighties cult slasher movie maniac? No, you reference it often, but I have not mm. maniac or well, the guy who maniac. owns what's maniac that? or invisible maniac, regular no. maniac. Oh. No one gets killed with a submarine sandwich. Yeah. In maniac. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the guy who plays the titular maniac is the person who owns this sex club. Just right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mentioning that he's also he's the mobster that Rocky works for in the first Rocky movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he looks like a sort of generic old white guy, I would greasy say. pockmarked yeah. white guy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So then they leave and they're all like, "We're friends now." And then the second bespoke song of the movie plays Ooh, over the end credits. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, should we talk about who wrote these bespoke songs? Burt Baccarat, baby. Oh, <laughs> shit. Was there... Well, he, he scored the movie, too. Oh, um, shit. Okay. Is it, was it a yeah. favorite of Ronnie Howard, or what? Like, what's going on? I don't know. Like, maybe. But, um, so the, the opening song is called Night Shift, and it's it's a Burt Baccarat song that's performed by Quarter Flash. I don't who, know who yeah. the fuck that is. Well, they had that really famous 80s song, Hard in My Heart. Yeah. I'm gonna harden. Oh yeah, okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna swallow my tears. That one, yeah, exactly. I think so, actually. Yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> um, so then the ending of the movie. Are you familiar with the really famous uh, Dion Warwick song? That's what friends yes. are for. Okay, so that's not the original version. The original <laughs> version was recorded by Rod Stewart for this movie. Oh, gross! The man, the legend. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. And then I was thinking about how Zach said, like, these didn't feel like like bespoke movie songs because, I don't know, what it was like, you're just too used to the 90s stuff. Yeah, or... I was thinking, like, oh, there's, there weren't really bespoke songs in the 90s? Like, this feels like a very 80s thing because we've done a lot of those movies. Mm-hmm. And then Lee reminded me. Of course. Of Brian Adams oh. doing all of the bespoke songs of the night. Brian Adams, Sting, and Rod Stewart. Yep, of course. It's true. Doing... Actually did one together at one <laughs> they, point. They yeah. sure did, and we claimed our parts. Yeah, so this, this movie is uh, two bespoke songs. One of them went on to be real famous. Hmm. Weirdly. Yeah. It's uh, right up until uh, one really fatal mistake. It's very... Um, positive about 
uh, sex work and human dignity. That's yeah. good. <laughs> it also, is, you know, kind of uses um, some body dysmorphia for for fun, I guess. I don't know. Mm. I don't know what they're going for there. Yeah. yeah. Ron Howard has a couple cameos. He's more than one. Him and his wife uh, are, I think, quote, couple making out in front of building at some point. Uh, mm-hmm. That sounds like a real there's Ron also Howard an, an, move. An, yeah. Yeah. There's also, yeah, this is this is the, the beginning of Bryce Dallas is this movie. Oh, so. no. Oh, yuck. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making that up. <laughs> I don't know how old Bryce Dallas Howard She's is. She's a little Neither older than us, so 83 would have made sense, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we could look it up. Um, he also plays like a an it's he's annoying saxophone player on Subway is is mm. the credit for this role. Mm. Oh my god! And he's this really shitty sax player, and Henry Winkler like gives him some money and like nods and smiles, and then he just keeps playing sax at him, and then he like just this is actually kind of a funny gag. He gets like really exasperated, and then he just pulls out his checkbook and starts writing a check. Yeah, writing so. a check to a busker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, it it establishes Winkler as like ultimate cook, where he's just like, I don't know what I can do. Here's, I guess, like a hundred dollars in a check form. Like, I don't yeah. know. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I, I think the major thing that I noticed was I would have loved to have swapped the. Winkler and Keaton rolls or, or casting rather. Hmm. Well, I mean, they wanted uh, I, Ron Howard wanted Winkler to play the Keaton part. Yes. And he was like, nah. Right. I mean, we talked about this earlier. Like, yeah, Winkler wanted to get away from cool guy Fonzie thing mm-hmm. and wanted to play a little more like vulnerable. Like I can stretch my legs a little bit. I'm not so much like a one note nightmare. dude. He got a Golden too. Globe nomination for for this. Oh, movie. nice. OK. He, I mean, it was Golden Globe Best Actor Comedy. He lost to Dustin Hoffman and Tootsie as well. He should oh, have because Jesus, <laughs> yeah, yeah, All right. like, fair. It's, that's a that's a classic. Sure. Like fair. Yeah, I just, I mean, like Winkler did his thing well. This was Keaton's first major role. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, in a movie ever, uh, and like he. It was very Beetlejuice. Like, Lee and I talked a lot about this. It's just, he plays this frenetic meth head character that's just, like, (laughs) running around and just talking about anything that comes to mind at any given moment. Like, I mean, so his last name in the movie is, like, Blazueski or something, Hmm. and he just has a, he has, like, a a sign on his door that just says, like, Blaze Country USA or something, which is just the greatest shit. Like, yep. He, I mean, it, it suited the role, I guess, like, it had its moment in the movie, like, it, it made sense, I guess, but, like, I don't know, like, Winkler was such a weird cuck, and, uh, I, like, I keep really using like... that term, and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. No? Oh, I okay. do not. Pushover, he's, he doesn't have a lot sure. of self-confidence, yeah. he's not assertive, okay. maybe we should use these terms, oh. yeah. All right. Yeah. I didn't know that was a loaded one. Well, so. the the other okay. one is so so loaded from the alt right anymore that it it makes me kind yeah. of uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, okay. No. Uh, but yeah, Keaton's like he's like too over the top. It's just it it takes you out of it because he it really reeks of like a first major role where mm-hmm. you're just like yeah oh, he's really trying damn. hard he's yeah. trying so hard yeah like, it, yeah you're like oh he's acting he's not being a thing he's acting a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I will say, I also I'll say watching this um I'm I'm not 
a big Beetlejuice fan. I'm not a mm. I'm not much of a Tim Burton guy. Yeah, but it really like whatever magic remained in Beetlejuice for me has kind of just been sapped away when I realized oh Beetlejuice is just a douchebag from Pittsburgh. It turns <laughs> out. Like... <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yep. <laughs> oh no, that um, fits so well. What was uh? <laughs> there were some kind of rough ones in there. Uh, early on in the movie, when we're finding out that Shelley Long is a sex worker, mm-hmm. um, someone says something to the effect of insinuating that prostitution prevents grown men from sexually assaulting Girl Scouts. Like there's Jesus. literally a Girl Scout selling. I think it's Shannon Darty actually selling cookies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ew. And they're like, "Oh, we need prostitution because otherwise these men who are just rabid nightmare humans are just gonna fuck children." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's it's, a little." Uh, that's very. Gross. It's, it's a and crazy Adam like did. logical leap that Keaton makes to like because he he sees like a money making opportunity. He's like, okay, how am I going to talk this guy into to doing mm-hmm. it? So he's yeah. It's meant to be like over the top and ridiculous, but sure. like it's kind of rough. Though. It's <laughs> yeah. rough yeah. to yeah. say the least. Um, uh, Henry Winkler doesn't like dogs. Don't even like him. He's got a dog no, yeah. in his building that hates him. Like that's yeah. there's a Doberman that chases him around a bunch. Yeah, they really like nailed like this is a sad sack guy early on. Yeah. He's like he can't get the food he wants. His girlfriend doesn't like him, and this dog doesn't even want to be his friend. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Sounds about right. My, I, I found my new favorite saying in this movie. Uh, at one point, Henry Winkler says, "You know what really steams my bean?" And then I forget what. I don't remember that. I, I forget what came after that, but I was just that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Um, another thing. So Lee mentioned the orgy club earlier. Um, mm-hmm. and I felt like every time I see like a dance club from the '80s scene, uh, it looks fucking awesome, and I'm like, God, the '80s must have been so cool. And then as soon as I think about it, I'm like, oh, no, wait, the 80s are just like the 80s clubs are just like the clubs now, which are terrible. Like it yeah. was sucked back then and it sucks now. <laughs> yeah. But there's something when when you play like a like synth beat kind of thing, I just like, oh, man, the, the like false nostalgia kicks in and I go like, oh, that seems cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to go blow the some way rails. <laughs> The way that that sex club is set up at the end of this movie is the best way I can describe it is like it's a visual representation of the song Tarzan Boy by Baltimore. Oh my God. You guys are familiar oh with that. God. Yeah, that's pretty close, honestly. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> wild. It is jungle themed and there are tiered jacuzzis and like mm-hmm. indoor palm trees. And, and, see, yeah. now now I'm coming back around. That does sound very cool. Yeah, uh-huh. it just seems I love jungle. I love making boy <laughs> soup in a jacuzzi. Mm. It's um, yeah, as we all do. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh, uh, there's there's very for a movie about sex work. There's a uh, there's only one instance of nudity. It's uh, Clint Howard having sex with a woman in a drawer in a morgue, and yeah. she is topless. Uh, but yeah. a live woman. Oh, so thank oh, yeah, that's a great, God. yeah, great, because I thought yeah. <laughs> I was, I was having to watch Clint Howard fuck a corpse. No, he's just a uh, frat boy number three, I guess. Uh, Clint, whatever, yeah. <laughs> Clinton Howard yeah. as frat boy Son number of three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, oh my god. I think uh, I have a little bit of trivia, but uh, the only other no. notable thing was yeah. when they're in jail at the end. So the, the cops come in and raid them mm-hmm. and after all the bullshit. Um, Henry Winkler is holding onto the bars and he says, "Ugh, I wish I was dead right now." And I swear to God, I time. Oh yeah, I time warped, and Seth was in this movie for a second. There's this weird, weird guy that comes up behind him and he goes, you want to be dead? No. And then just that is stares a thing I him. I would do. Just stares him right in the eyes. And Henry Winkler and fucking Michael Keaton look at each other like, who the fuck is this guy? And eventually they get like, oh, no, no. He was just exaggerating. And he's like, okay, well, if you change your mind, yeah. let me know. I, I can make you dead right now. If you choose to be yeah, dead, that is no, it's like, weird. Oh my god, my, my good friend yeah. Seth. That, that that is a thing I I feel like I have done to both of you fellas at some point. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> entirely possible. Yeah, you said you had some trivia, Zach. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I guess we covered. Um, so it's Keaton's first role, Ron Howard's first movie. Um, to so Michael Keaton to get into the character of Bill, mm. he would apparently loudly blast the music of Bruce Springsteen, specifically the song Tenth Avenue Freeze Out, which I assume Lee it's, you know. It's track two on uh, Born to Run. Never, yes. Okay, it's the song about how they recruited Clarence Clemens to play in the band. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, he's like a real nightmare person in this movie, and he plays music loud often in this movie oh he plays music so loud in this movie it's in a movie and i could even tell that like i'd be annoyed at how loud this music was but i i like that like his first role he was really getting into it and being like what is my character daniel day lewis let's do this shit (laughs) (laughs) except instead of lincoln right he's just some weird bruce springsteen Mm -hmm. fanboy yeah yeah. weird secondary pimp yeah 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 uh, the other one was uh, the writer, Brian Grazer, um, the original writer, uh, conceived the story after finding a New York Times story about prostitution rings run through the city morgue. Hmm. So this movie is literally based on a true based story. Based on apparently. a true story. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. More based on a true story than a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And uh, only one of those movies uses based on a true story in their title. Yeah, sure so. enough. I mean, yeah. it's not this you know, one. Yep. Famous Indiana resident Ed Gaines. Uh, the basis yeah. for that. and um, he's, a, he's a huge bitch, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so like uh, um, Brian Grazer and, and Ron Howard have gone on to make lots and lots of famous movies over the years. Oh, you know? yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a produ- producing directing partnership to to span the ages. Yep. You know, yep. Movie's mm. okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, speaking of which, shall we do the thing? It's probably better than mine. Sure. <laughs> well, let's find well, out. Let's find uh, out. What's the IMDb? So, well, oh, so money. Oh, yeah. uh, it made. Uh, it made a little more than twenty one million dollars. Uh, I don't know what the budget was, but apparently it was quite successful. Mm-hmm. Okay, I yeah I, um, I don't see this. I can't imagine. I mean, <laughs> I don't think it had super huge names. It wasn't. Yeah, super no, certainly not at the time. Yeah. not not at the time. Certainly, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, um, also, I just want to mention this. Um, one of the screenwriters uh, is named Babalu Mandel. Yeah, that do be true. That's yeah. a solid name. 
<laughs> I've looked this guy up before. He's he's like a person. He's a, a famous like New York comedy scene guy who wrote a few screenplays. Oh, over the years. yeah, yeah. That, okay. that tracks with that name. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, so the IMDb is a six point six with mm. thirteen thousand mm. votes, which is you know you not could, that many. But... You could make that that IMDb score. You could order that and then murder a bunch of Jedi children. Hey, the oh. order. <laughs> <laughs> you killed the younglings, Anakin. Sure enough, sure enough. Um, I'll go first. Yep. Uh, so the real movie, we got like 15 minutes in, and I said to Zach, oh my god, is this going to be a movie where it's like, we'll be pimps, <laughs> but the right way. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. actually is. kind of did that, yeah, and that's it's what it sounds like. Not nearly as bad it- as I thought. Like, it was that, mm. and then as you mentioned, like Winkler takes a dive on the morality scale, but then he comes back at the end, and it is that at the end. I think. Hmm. Yeah. Not even what I'm getting at. It's like the idea of being a pimp in general is like oh. kind of repulsive. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. of course, like, of course. Yeah, but like I'm like, oh yeah, okay, movie, you're gonna like fucking take a stand on this and like, but look at our look at our guys, aren't they great? Yep. Like you should you should be okay with that they're doing this, and like, but the way they do it in the movie, it's almost pulls it mm-hmm. off. Yeah. <laughs> It's the most equitable version of that relationship that has ever existed. It's like in a milk movie. money. Think, uh, no, I think it's uh, better. Even it's better yeah. than milk money because <laughs> yeah. Malcolm McDowell doesn't show up to kill yeah. him. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. Right. yeah, um, yeah. It's fine. Like, the, there's uh-huh. Michael Keaton's real fuck annoying mm. in this movie. Yeah, uh, God damn it! Like he is like proto Beetlejuice. It is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Shelley Long's good in it. Wait, that's Long's weird because normally I Hank, don't like Hank Shelley is Long great. at all. Oh no, Shelley's like great. Shelley Long. I'm a Cheers person though, so Hank is super good. Uh... Hank, Hank Wink, yeah, Hanky Winky, Winky Winks, Winks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh god, um, yeah, no, he's good in it. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know though. Like, there's just something about this movie. It's better than mediocre, but it's not good either. Mm. And there's enough like gross shit in it that. No matter how good they do it, it's never gonna be mm-hmm. sure. right. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, five nine. I'll give it a five mm-hmm. nine. Okay, mm-hmm. that seems equitable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> Seth, your movie. God damn it! If you did either of the movies, mm-hmm. I would have like. Without even hesitating, giving you a much, much higher score mm-hmm. than this. But, like, you were making a totally reasonable, fine movie, and then Fire Monsters showed up, and it's like, wait, I either wanted you to resolve the first movie or give me uh-huh. all of the second movie. I don't want both of them. It's, like, it's a fair point. He He set up a sequel, but he also made, like, at least two and a half movies in this one movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like who cares if they were selling cars to fucking Kevin Costner? Like yeah. the world ended, and also who cares if Kevin Costner? Like why? Yeah. Why does Kevin Costner know <laughs> the answers? Like what the fuck? Like this is you could have set everything from the. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, four. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. Harsh, but it was just it was just it was just too much. It was it was just it was so scattered. You, know, you mentioned earlier we do we do rate each other very highly, mm-hmm. like out of friendship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta get it. Okay, uh, okay. Hmm. 
original uh i'm gonna go even lower um this movie was uh, fine in premise but like yeah michael keaton is intolerable in this it's he's so bad um i'll go like a four or five i think on the og mm-hmm. uh, I think that's reasonable yeah. seth i'm gonna i'm gonna have the same prefix that uh lee had I thought you were doing Gone in 60 Seconds, and I was fucking jazzed up on that. I was like, Eleanor, here we come. Come on. And then, yeah, there were lava monsters, and I was confused. <laughs> but, um, I mean, <laughs> all told, like, I, if we're – Nick Cage is not in this movie, but if we were to cast Nick Cage in this movie, then, like, lava monsters makes a little bit more sense, mm-hmm. maybe. Right. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll I'll go like a seven, I think. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. it was reasonable. <laughs> Ike, it's a twist. <sighs> All right, Lee. sure. It's called art. It's not a twist. <laughs> it's it's a twist it's if not... you're used to like Nick Cage bullshit movies. Yeah, dude. No, it's an art project <laughs> where some editor found two B movies uh-huh. and decided I'm gonna take the beginning of one and the end think... of the other and just okay, smack them uh, together. Have you sure. heard a little thing called From Dust Till Dawn, Bordello of Blood? The well, original. Bordello, not Bordello of Blood is a different movie. Yeah. Let's go with the original. Yeah. From d- but yeah, from dusk till dawn. Yeah, I I like the first half of that movie and hate the See, second. See, I really like the second one. half of yeah. it and I hate the first half. You like the vamp part and not so much the yeah. Yeah, that that is a very good analog for this movie. Obviously. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, that's another. I would rate that movie even lower than yours because <laughs> I'm so much like because <laughs> I fucking hate Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robert Rodriguez, whatever. Yeah. But like Quentin Tarantino's performance in that movie. Oh yeah, fucking oh, garbage. Oh, <laughs> Clooney has tattoos, right? And they're gross looking. Oh, yeah, and, like, no, he, he has, has like weird, tribals up that his weird neck. Caesar haircut. <laughs> yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I. Yeah. Ugh, cool stuff. Neat ugh. stuff. Uh, anyway. All right. Well, Seth, I don't know how you did. Uh, <laughs> that's up in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe good, maybe bad. This episode was like a fucking blast from a shotgun. There's just pieces everywhere. <laughs> sure enough. Like, sure enough. Man. Yeah. Uh, yep. Spit out your bird shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, all right. Next. We're going for stopping power and not accuracy. <laughs> and by stopping power, I mean getting people to unsubscribe, apparently, because I ruined this one from the jump. Hey, bud, what people would even unsubscribe (laughs) that's a good point it's just us i don't know this is our safe space (laughs) yeah we we just have this for ourselves (laughs) uh all right so next week lee is doing a movie called blue steel blue seth and i are so fucking psyched i am super jazzed for this oh it's gonna be something (laughs) okay i already have a copy of it uh it's gonna be great Yep. Oh, very cool. Uh, do you just a spoiler? Do you think this is going to be something I'll want to watch? Probably. I've never seen it, but yeah, I've also well, never seen b- it, based on what you already know, I'd say no. I would. I, say I would say yes. Okay. Oh, I would say right now Ooh. this is not a thing either Seth nor I will want to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> but you're excited somehow. I, yeah. I mean, it looks pretty wild. It looks pretty. It wild. looks like a fucking ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, so you heard it. Next time is going to be me faking Blue Steel, uh, and since I can't watch that one, until next time, I'll watch what she's watching. I thought we had a new ending now. Hmm.
I don't remember. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my computer is so fucked. <laughs>